0: And welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. Today, we're going to turn the consultant spotlight on Mark McClellan. Mark's been with us for a decade. Sorry, Mark. At least seven years, if we want to be accurate now. Can that be right, Mark?
1: It absolutely is. You know what they say about uh, time and when you're having fun.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, no doubt, but we've shared some laughs in those 10 years uh, across the globe, I remember a couple of places we actually got to visit together. One of them that stands out was Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that we did get us. We got some really. Um, hold on, Mark. We're not, you know, <laughs>
1: we, we I had was a gonna, really I was like, OK, where are we going with this one?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm for, <laughs> anyway, we had a good time in Amsterdam. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, Anyway, Mark came to us as an in-house expert for Safestart through our global client relationships. He's spent nine years working at a famous fruit company that rhymes with BAPL, and he was the director of marketing development, and he was also responsible for the public sector and also introducing uh, new technologies to the Canadian market. He's really uh, right up there with one of my favorite, uh, being one of my favorite teammates. Mark, just welcome to the podcast, my friend.
1: Hey, thank you, thank you very much. I'm I'm very excited to be here. You know, I've been uh, waiting patiently for, um, you know, I, I've been listening to to you and Danny doing these and really impressed. And I've just been waiting for the phone to ring. So, um, so you know, hey, but no, honestly, I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, we're we're glad to have you. I know from a clock perspective, the calendar seems to fill up a lot more more recently during the pandemic, because yeah. people people now have access to your calendar, and guess what they do? They just decide that they're going to throw a meeting into your calendar, and you are like, "Wait, hold on, where did that hour go? I was going to go eat a burger or something." I totally get it, but I am so glad you are here. Have you ever heard of the most interesting man in the world? Well. I'm going to tell you, I'm not you, Mark. I'm asking our listeners just stand by for a second because I know you're probably ready to answer that. I am that person. Anyway, I'm going to say that Mark is easily one of the most interesting members of our team. And by the way, our producer, Kevin, who produces and handles all the bookings, he he's the one that we probably can blame. So <laughs> let's blame him since he's not here, right? <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, but this is being recorded, right? So um, <laughs> now he has proof of, of who said that. But um, yeah, you know what? Let's totally agree. Um, calendars, it's been a crazy time and uh, calendars fill up. And, and um, even though some of us are sitting at home or doing our works, our work from home instead of at, at desks in offices, um, things get busy. So no, as I said, I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for that, and um, <laughs> I kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit, I think. But tell our listeners more about the international travels that you've been around and taken part of.
1: Well, um, so f- for my time at at uh, SafeStart, my role has primarily been uh, working internationally with our with our partners, with our offices globally, um, and so I've had the you know, in preparation. I was I was kind of ticking boxes here and and so I've had an opportunity to impl- help implement SafeStart in over 20 cu- countries on four continents and uh, in over 24 languages and so you know that spans uh, the Americas Europe um, uh, Asia and um, you know and and so what but what I've seen is that you um, where there are people, Safe Start works, and I think that may be something I heard heard you say, um, or something similar to it many years ago, and it kind of stuck with me. Um, and and it's and it's so true. And and so um, when the when the uh, global pandemic was officially declared, I was actually in India, and uh, uh, someday I'll have to show you the pictures of airports in India. If you've ever experienced them, are always jam packed people. Right? It's it's a sea of people. Mm-hmm. And I have pictures of me sitting at the boarding gate, um, and there's probably twelve other people in the whole terminal. Um, and then, finally, my itinerary to get home from India this that that last trip was seventy hours. Um, and I, uh, when I hit London in, in Heathrow, um, there's the, the the tube that goes between the terminals, and I have video, Tim. It's like. A post-apocalyptic video. There's nobody, man. The train arrives, and it's me on the train, and there's nobody else in the whole subway. And uh, and so, you know, um, lots of travel, um, and then and then it ended very abruptly.
0: I was thinking of apocalyptic uh, images. Was there grass and weeds grow, growing in the cracks of the concrete?
1: <laughs> no, it was I... a little bit early for that. But no, but, <laughs> but it felt like if, if there would have been a few, it would have felt very much like a scene out of uh, uh, Walking Dead.
0: Sure, I can. I can share some empathy with you because my daughter was in Spain at the declaration of the uh, European travel ban here in the United States. So I know you were going back to Canada, but for her to get back, it was harrowing. She got separated from her fiance. It mm. was. Uh, it was. It was quite the deal. And then they had to quarantine for fourteen days when they got here. So right. I remember going grocery shopping, and anyways that's all beside the point. I'm just glad you were able to make it back home to your family. And I'm sure that the times of going through the airport at the pandemic at the beginning anyways, was quite the difference in regards to, um, you know what to expect. And I'm sure being in India, seeing all the people and then going from thousands of people to four thousands of Mm -hmm. people to zero, especially in that tube. I've been in that tube in Heathrow and, um, yeah, I can imagine how you felt. So let's get started here. Um, kind of tell our listeners how you got started. What led you to SafeStart? Uh,
1: so about eight years ago, uh, Kelly Norris, who is the uh, VP of implementation services, uh, reached out to me and asked, uh, you know, that that question that you get asked sometimes, you know, hey, how are you doing? Uh, are you enjoying life? Uh, how's work? And, you know, at the time I was having a, it was I was I was enjoying what I was up to. But you um, you know, she said to me, Hey, listen, let me tell you about safe start. And, and so we had a conversation and, and I told her then that for me to make a change, it really had to be something that I could become compa- could become passionate about. And, and she said, well, I think you're going to be really interested in this then. And, you know, that that's, you know, that's history. Um, uh, almost, almost seven years ago next month, um, and I have to say that Safe Start is something I have really become very passionate about.
0: Wow, that's that's a great story to hear. Love love to hear about Kelly too and stories. And so I have to ask, what do you think is unique about Safe Start or different? And what do you love about the process with Safe Start? Uh,
1: you know, there there really are so many things, um, and I, I think the main thing is that um, it connects to everybody and and everybody can connect to safe start and it's it's sticky and some people for some people that happens faster than others but ultimately um when they start to see it when they start to see it in their everyday um uh, they really buy into it and so you know it's 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 efficiency um it's 24/7 focus um and, and the take home portion of it which at the beginning I, I was a little was a little bit foreign to me um, in the end now it's it's absolutely one of my favorite parts of safe start and 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 as a result how it's uh applicable to organizations but not just organizations individuals and 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 those those people's families when they take it home uh to their family or to their communities uh,
0: i like the fact that you said that it's it's unique um you said a couple things there unique stickiness and efficiency <laughs> sounds like a book unique yeah efficient and stickiness i don't know if we want to make an acronym out of that but there's too many acronyms already so let's just <laughs> leave that alone as far as i'm concerned the 24 7 focus is what makes SafeStart start stand alone and there's a lot of folks that provide stuff you could take home but you know what the process the way we interact with people and the make in making safe start personable or personal is where i feel the stickiness comes in so thank you for making those points because it makes a lot of sense all right, so Mark, what what's the most important part of your life um, that Safestart has made an impact on?
1: So kind of as an extension to my last comment, um, for me, it's really been uh, the ability to have a tool that I can take home to the family. And so um, like you, I have daughters, and uh, I was working at Safestart when they started driving Tim. And as as we say at the workshops, um, you know, handing your keys or handing keys to a car to your your child is one of the most dangerous things you'll ever do, and that's absolutely the truth. And so, to have Safe Start as a, a tool that provided a common language that we could use to talk about the the dangers around them learning how to drive was really really um, useful, and both of them now. Um, can share safe start stories about how the state to air risk pattern helped them avoid potentially hazardous situations. And, you know, for me to then hear um, our older daughter, Paige, talk about backing her car into a parking lot or into a parking spot when she was in high school. So we're talking a few years ago now. Um, And, and she said, you know, dad, Uh, I do that because we talked about safe start and, and, and if you can't see, don't go and backing out was more dangerous. And she said, so a couple of my friends asked me why I did this. And she said, I explained safe start to them. And she said, now they back their cars in and they've learned how to do that. And so at the school parking lot, you're starting to see more and more cars back into parking spots. So for me to hear that, that what started as, um, talking about state air risk pattern and then developed that and then the sharing I think is really really powerful
0: thank you uh, that's a great great answer uh, in terms of the kids and giving them information and uh, I, I just remember thinking oh am I gonna hand the keys over with confidence am i going to hand the keys over with not hostility but a little bit of uh, reserve resilience I don't know if uh-huh. that makes any sense to you but y- you always have that I'm wondering if this is the right thing to do but you know, you had some confidence and sharing with your daughters. I, I can connect with that, Mark, because you and I both have the two daughters. So, all right. I got to ask, we talked a little bit about the home and what you've done with your family. What's the most exciting part about um, what you've done there? But let's talk about the most exciting thing that's ever happened while you were on a client site. So tell us, what, what's the most exciting thing you've seen there?
1: You know, I don't know if it's what's happened on the sites, but or more the sites that I have had an opportunity to be to. Uh, or, or be at or visit, um, you know, uh, and and different ones stand out, and, and so uh, visiting a stainless steel um, uh, melt a melting plant in Sheffield, England, and seeing these giant slabs of stainless steel um, coming out of out of the foundry, and and having people um, talk about safe start, and and showing us, you know, where. Where they use SafeStart on the on the line in the in their day to day, or the other one that that really stands out to me is driving two hours into the Sumatran jungle of Indonesia to a pulp and paper plant. You know, you're in the middle of nowhere, and this is a totally self sufficient city that's developing their own power from from uh, from the plant there, and whole community, and children coming up that attend the, the local school, um, at this company town and talking to Larry about safe start, you know, these are the types of things that, that stick with me. And, and, um, and, and that's really what is added to that passion for safe start and, and the difference that it can make in, in people's lives. And it really, you know, go back to what I said earlier, where there are people safe start works. Um, it doesn't matter what language you speak what religion you follow um what your culture is um it's it's the same those same four states and four errors impact everybody um be it be it a uh a surly um 65 year old guy on the on the line in in sheffield england who told us at the beginning he didn't he absolutely wanted nothing to do with safe start or a young child in indonesia who doesn't even speak english who's running up uh talking about boo boo bandits it's it's just it's it's uh it's incredible it really is
0: and no doubt since you were on the road and at these facilities i i know you mark you've made an impact on both of them so thank you for that and the the just a juxtaposition between the two I, i i could just see it i could just see it um and then being out in the middle of the jungle i'm sure there was a little bit of apprehension a little bit of fear not knowing that there's you know something coming at you
1: Man, it was, it was actually the drive back to the airport and, um, uh, the, the, the rainstorm and this, this muddy logging road and the driver had two speeds stop and 60 miles an hour, I think. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's just thinking about, it makes the hair stand up on my arms because, um, Larry and I, and, and, uh, and, and, uh, the consultant from the local consultant, um, kept to the driver. Hey, man, it's okay. We don't mind if we get there a little bit late because we were just going to the hotel. So you can slow down. But this guy wanted to get us there on time. So yeah, it was, I think that was, that's, that's what stands out in my mind the most.
0: Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating in terms of the culture too, because it probably, you're a foreigner and they know you're a foreigner and they want to get you there as fast as they possibly can, which always boils down to people just wanting to be cool. <laughs> just anyways, Mark yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast.
1: Hey, it was my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, hopefully, we'll get a, a chance to, to talk again.
0: Sometime. Yeah, you bet. I'm, I'm sure we're going to definitely meet again. I know for, for a fact we're going to be in the same space in February in Orlando, but uh, thank you so much. And if you need to reach out to Mark, you can actually get a hold of him directly through his email. That's mark.m at safestart.com. Again, that's Mark, D-O-T-M or that's a period, as in Mike at safestart.com. So, so again, Mark, everybody, listeners, producers, everybody for Safe Talk with Safe Start, just want to remind you that the Human Factors Conference, which is that event in February that Mark and I will be in the same space at, um, is coming up, and it's going to be in Orlando. So for more information, you can reach out to your account executives or drop by humanfactorsconference.com for all the details. Then that's human factors with an S. So thanks for spending the part of your day with us. Uh, as usual, I am Tim Page Potter for Safe Talk with Safe Start. We'll see you down the road.